What's up, world? Welcome back to Authentically Us, the podcast that dives into what it means to be authentic in life. I'm your host, Conroy Smith, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Tony Morton. Tony and I decided to make this podcast during the global pandemic when social and racial unrest were at the headlines in every day. But authentic conversations between people seem like an afterthought. We have had these authentic conversations for years, and we thought it would be awesome to open this up for others and to hear different perspectives and get a little deeper into what it means to be authentically us. So as promised for today's episode, we are looking at season one of the hit Bel Air on Peacock. Now, fair warning, we should let them know ahead of time. There will be spoilers so please listen at your own risk this show has meant a lot for both of us so we're gonna jump right in to bel-air let's get it cool cool so uh come what was your thought on this this retake of fresh prince well, um, I mean, for those who don't know me, I love the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So that has been my show from childhood. A lot of us 90s babies have grown up on the Fresh Prince. Huge Will Smith fan. So, of course, I had I was excited for Bel-Air, but I also was also um, like nervous But then once I watched it, I was like, oh, my goodness, I love this show. It is the best show on TV right now. And I think everything that they put into this show to make it different, but still feel like the Fresh Prince, I thought was just so uh, creative. And and I'm really excited to see where, where it goes, you know. Yeah, man, I, I, I'd have to agree. At first, I was like, "All right, what are they doing? There's gonna be another like one of those whack sequels who tried too hard." Um, but then when I saw Will Smith's name as a mm. producer, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be fire!" Because um, everything he puts his hand to is so good. And so, yeah, I just, I loved how uh, Bel Air showed the, the importance of the, the family within Black culture. Mm-hmm. I loved how Black-centric um, this, this show is. And I, I love seeing how characters had to really wrestle with their racial identity and what it meant to be black in wealthy white spaces. Mm-hmm. Let, let me ask you this, Tony. Now, have you watched all of Fresh Prince, the original Fresh Prince? I have not. I do like it, but I have not watched all of it. I feel like I need to <laughs> in order to like have some clout in this conversation. Well, I think it also gives you a fresh perspective of Bel Air and not so necessarily, 
Right, right, right. I think not not necessarily saying that's a good or bad thing. I think you can like kind of take Bel Air at face value and not have so many emotions and uh, feelings from the Fresh Prince. So you you mentioned about it being black centric. What 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 are some things that stood out to you that were uh, black centric in your opinion? Um, I I think I think one thing I loved is. It started out in Philly, like, yeah. like it started out like in the hood. Uh, Will clearly like understands his roots and and has a deep love for the community of which he comes from. Yeah, um, which again, I'm not sure that you get that much depth into. Will's love for Philly in the Fresh Prince. Um, also, the language, man. Like, you don't get <laughs> that type of language on every Black show. I mean, unapologetically saying the N-word and, like, just talking ebonics. Like, it, it was just so cool to see that, but in a successful light. Yeah, I think, you hit you? It, I think you hit it right on the on the money there with um about you know it being in Philly. We don't really know about Philly. There are a couple episodes in the Fresh Prince where you know he goes back, but the most we know about Philly is from the intro, the intro song, right? So the fact that they went to Philly and, and Morgan Cooper, who is um the director of of Bel Air, you know, said how important them being in Philly was. Because, you know, they obviously wanted to take a, a, a dramatic take on Bel Air. And for those of you who don't know, Bel Air is a drama- dramatic take on the Fresh Prince. And Fresh Prince was definitely a sitcom. So it's a, it's a comedy. So some of the things that they may have taken light on, Bel Air, they're diving straight into it. They're building the character development. They're building these stories and sitcoms. It has to be kind of quick, quick and easy to digest, but they're diving right into it, you know, with, with being in Philly, like, and I, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how hard it was because they were, they were filming in the middle of a pandemic. So like in order to do that, there was, there was precautions. There was things they needed to, you know, uh, be mindful of but the fact that they did it in philly in the middle of a pandemic with the city they they mentioned of how the city kind of rallied with them i just thought you know jumping straight into philly was amazing and and you know us being from pennsylvania and now i currently live in california it's kind of like full circle to see like what that what that means and you're so right with the language i think about how they start off with meek mill Oh like, yeah, I was so hyped when I heard that. What other show you know is going to start off with with Meek Mill and and how they have they were really intentional with the writing and the musicality of of Bel Air. I think how much black culture they brought into it was was phenomenal. Phenomenal. And I think it's also because there was black writers. Yeah, I mean, it's this show is 
by for the epitome of black excellence. Mm. And can we just talk about Jabari Banks, who plays Will Smith? That was his first acting gig. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that kid's going to go far. It's crazy because Fresh Prince was Will's first acting gig. So to see it come a full circle like that, I thought was so monumental. The fact that, first of all, his last name's Banks. Can we just talk about that? Like, how, how full circle is that? And he's from Philly, but, like, I think he's from, like, Kansas or whatever. He's grown up in Philly. So, man, Jabari Banks played Will Smith to the T. And the way he made it his own, I think, I think it was amazing. Now, there were some things that I was, I was nervous about, you know, I was nervous about how he would play, play Will Smith, but like as soon as you start watching the show, you're like, ah, oh, this is Will. Like I, I feel, I feel at home. There's many parts of the show that makes you feel at home, and I think the, the way they casted the uh, cast was phenomenal, phenomenal. Jabari Banks, Adrian Holmes, Coco Jones, and, and the list go. The list goes on with with who they casted. I think it was it was by far um one of the best castings i've ever seen yeah the the cast was amazing and and it it was just so cool like how how they talked about in the bel-air podcast like a lot of a lot of those casts could really relate with the characters on a personal level and i think that's why you also see such a um, excellent and tremendous um, show because of them being able to relate to these specific roles. Let me ask you this. Do you, did you find yourself relating with any character specifically? In, in a way, um, probably Carlton. In, mm. And I'll say this because Carlton, while he was he was this um he was a jock and popular and all that, I wasn't that, but he always had anxiety mm. going in big groups, and that's why like you you clearly see um Carlton doing lines of of Xanax, but it's always right before a big event or some a lot of pressures on him. And mm-hmm. like I I often have social anxiety going into situations in um rooms with people I don't know. And so now, of course, I'm not doing lines of Xanax, but like, yeah, that social anxiety, like, I, I related to a lot with, um, with Carlton, and like, Carlton even has, has, like, we see throughout this season, questioning his blackness, mm. um, yeah, and so, 
you know, being a biracial uh, man, I've my whole life, I've really questioned, am, am I black enough? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Carlton's the the character I relate with. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I could see myself in Carlton and I can also see myself in Will. And it's interesting because when you start the first half of the season, you don't like Carlton. Oh, no, I hated him. Right. And then by the end, you get to this place where you understand him and you can relate with him. And I feel like that shows how great of an actor he is, um, Ali. And it was like the fact that people hated you, that shows like your your range of acting. I thought that was amazing. But I I could see myself relating with him because, um, you know, us being growing up in Pennsylvania, now, we weren't we aren't from Philly. We're from actually from a very small light town and, you know, having to fit in, trying trying to um, be part of the in crowd. I, I remember, you know, hanging out with some friends and some white guys is saying the N word. And, and you see that in what the opening episode where Carlton, he's playing lacrosse and his white friends are all rapping and saying the N word. And it's just like you get to the point where you want to fit in so much that you let things slide. But I also relate with Will um, because I am from Pennsylvania and now I have moved to California and I see how much I have, uh, I have, I have pride for, for being not from California. But if you like, halfway through the season when you see will kind of have to make a decision should i go back home or should i stay in california and the amount of opportunities that are here in california are just so different and it's like i'm not letting california change me um but i'm also not being held down by my past either so i relate with both you know yeah yeah and that I think like it's so cool. Like, well, like we clearly see Will wants to fit in at um, Carlton School, but not at the expense of letting a white boy say the N word. <laughs> like, right. he clearly gets in Carlton's face and, like, you don't co sign this by being silent. And it's like, he's not having it. Just that line, that that line, like you're going to co-sign this by being silent. Like how often do black people have black people done that? How often have I done that? How often have you done, you know, and it's like the the things are doing in this show is so timely. Like there's no way this show, I don't think personally would have survived in 2019 because it's it's a little too edgy. You know, they're pushing the boundaries of everything. I don't think there's a hot topic issue they leave out in season one. Wow. So what are they going to do with season two? (laughs) I know. (laughs) Like, I'm (sighs) so excited. I love how they, so in The Fresh Prince, it's very rushed, right? The episodes are like less than 30 minutes. Um, So it's very rushed how they kind of get through the episodes. Episode one of Bel Air, 
there's so much that happens. So it's like, I love that about, right. Mind blown. I love that about this because there's so much that happens. And I, I love how they have developed each character. Now you look at the fresh Prince. It took them a, it took us a while to know who Ashley was. It took us a while to know who Jeffrey was. It took us a while to know, you know, uh, Vivian and, and Aunt Viv and, and Will's mom and Will's dad. And they they opened up all of those doors in one season. Let's just talk about how amazing it was for them to keep coming back to Lou mm. in a way that like just had you on your seat of like what do you do? <laughs> like, <laughs> like every season, I'm like, wait, what? What? Come on, come on, yeah. give me more. Tell me more. And yeah, the fact that they kept alluding to that, I think, is is because like in the Fresh Prince, they don't really allude to that till you get to that iconic episode when when Will's crying when his dad leaves, which I thought I think made Will Smith's career. Um, but. This was so real. Um, the last episode of season one was so real. And how that interaction happened was so relevant. Because I feel like the language that Will Smith said to his dad in, or excuse me, Will in, the, in, the, in Bel Air said to his dad was real. I could relate with it. It was like, wow, I've had these thoughts. I've said these things to my dad, you know, and the way they spun that kept us on our, like you mentioned, kept us on our toes. Give me more about, about his dad, Lou. I was just like, what are they going to do with it? Cause the episode that people think about a fresh Prince is that episode when Will's dad is in it. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. That episode, I was so in my feels. I was like, dang, just that intensity of that one scene was crazy. And I think huge for yeah. this series. Yeah. Was there anything you didn't like about it? Yes. Oh. So I, I think the one thing I didn't like about... um about the show was Thirsty Chef. Mm. And and the reason why I didn't like it was because I feel like they had to make they like just wanted to make something sexual about the the show. Like and I'm thankful that it didn't progress down that road but like I personally felt like it didn't really add anything really meaningful to the the content of Bel-Air yeah and 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 Thirsty Chef in in the in Bel-Air is um the scene of it's like a Hillary story it's a Hillary storyline where she is a social media influencer she gets in this social media house and she's wondering how she can, you know, get more followers. And she's in the social media house and the, the head guy puts pressure on her to post, post, post. We need you to post. So 
she is a chef. She likes to cook. However, for that reason, she thought, you know, cooking with lingerie would be cool, but she wasn't really confident in it. So she didn't post it. However, that guy, the head of the, the social media house ended up posting it. And, you know, I, I think I honestly think it was needed because, like you said, there was no topic that was not covered in Bel Air. And I think that is a real 2022 20, topic about social media influencers, about with women. Like, does does a woman want to be famous because of her body or her brains? And that was a pivotal point, I think, in Hillary's story. Hillary and Jazz, and we'll get to that because blew my mind. <laughs> Hillary's story um, about does she want to be known for her body or for her brains? And honestly, now that we're talking about this, I think in Fresh Prince of Bel Air, she probably would have went down that road because of the character they portrayed Hillary as. But in Bel Air, I love how they are making Hillary not as ditzy. They're making her smart and confident and um, a woman who knows what she wants to do. And I, I just love, I love that. I love how they are elevating uh, women, women in, in, in Bel Air. I think, I think that is amazing. But one thing I didn't like, and this is very minute. I didn't like, you know, when you when you watch the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, the the theme song, you know, not that not that it would have fit, it wouldn't have fit at all in Bel Air. But I'm like, ah, there's no theme song. But I also was very nervous about Uncle Phil. But then, like, as soon as you like see the first scene with Uncle Phil and you hear him talk and you and you can feel um, the emotions, you're like, this is Uncle Phil. This is great. And Adrian Holmes playing Uncle Phil, I think, knocked it out the water. Yeah, speaking of Uncle Phil, I think the most interesting um, episode of that uh, with Uncle Phil was when Uncle Phil is boxing with Jeffrey on the basketball court. Yes. Um, like it was amazing to see Jeffrey stand up mm. to Phil and say like, "No, <laughs> like Will deserves to know about Lou. You are not right for keeping him in the dark." And and Phil's like, "You work for me. You do what I tell you." But like Jeffrey kind of took off his. Um, employee hat and put on a friend hat it was mm. like nah like I'm not being silent um, and then even after that confrontation Jeffrey hugs Phil and says prove me wrong mm. and like that was just so like powerful to see that happen yeah and you don't see you know, in, in, in black communities, you don't see confrontation handled well. Do I think that specific confrontation was handled well? I don't know. I guess we're seeing season two. Um, but it could have ended in a fight, like fist fighting, you know. But I, I like how it ended in a hug. 
you know, and, mm-hmm. and to show that on TV, to show, um, you know, other scenes when, you know, Will is crying, Carlton is crying. And I think that I think those are just amazing moments that are showing young black men that it's okay to have feelings, that it's okay to to cry. It's okay not to be, you know, macho man, you know, and I also love speaking of Uncle Phil and Jeffrey specifically. Can we just talk about the hairlines, the the hair in this show? Crispy, crispy, his beard, crispy all the time. But if you think about the Fresh Prince, they had crispy lineups as well. But absolutely. Whoever is the barber, whoever is doing the women's hair, crisp. Well, and, and like the those small details mm. like are just what what it means to be authentically black. Yeah. Like like hair is a major part of the black community. Mm-hmm. So for them to show the crispy lineups, uh Vivian doing Ashley's hair so while they're pivotal. while they're like chopping it up. Like yeah these scenes might seem like very small, but they're huge for us um, mm. in the black community. Yeah. So, so after watching all 10 episodes, which if you guys haven't watched Bel Air, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Yeah, um, stop listening right now. Stop you listening right it. now. Watch it. Yes. After watching it, how have you been empowered? How have you been challenged? What things do you want to see happen in season two? Um, so how how I've been I've been challenged. Um I gotta this this might seem minute, but I wanna I wanna be a shoe head again, a sneaker head. Man, cause you see well, he gets so hyped when all of his shoes come yeah so high and like as a kid i cared about my shoes whereas now i'm like ah their shoes but like i think to press into more of my blackness is to like care about my shoes and and like my outfit more so and that's so part of black culture you know and yeah, it's not absolutely. the end all be all right it doesn't of make course. you uh more black or less black if you are wearing Jordans or not. Say say the other two. So you threw a lot at me at once. I did. I did. What what do you feel empowered by? Yeah. So I think what empowered me the most is the scene where Will goes to find Carlton um and he's like just got done uh uh doing a line of Xanax and is sitting on his bed completely broke down wow completely shattered and you see well for for a good minute or two just holding Carlton in his arms Mm -hmm. comforting him and like I think that was so empowering for me because I don't know that I've ever seen two 
platonic men hug it out in comfort and care for each other mm. the way I did in that scene. Wow. And like it it's it's just good to know I can do that mm-hmm. or you can do that and still maintain your masculinity in your uh blackness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah, that's so good. I, I, I think for me where I felt empowered is just the black excellence that surrounded the show from the artwork, from the music, from the fashion, from the writers in the room. You know, I just love how well put together the show was because there's so many black shows that are just not good quality. And the fact that this show is very great is it's great. There's, there's another show on TV right now called all American, another one blood and water. And it gives you those feels like those exact great quality feels. And I, I, I was empowered to um, continue black excellence in my life, whatever that looks like, whether that mm-hmm. is standing up for what I believe in or whether that is being authentically black in every area of my life, whether that is, you know, not necessarily conforming to what uh, corporate America says I need to look like or to, to talk like or to to walk like. It's like, no, this is this is me. Mm-hmm. All black, <laughs> authentically black, <laughs> blackity black, black on Monday through Sunday. Black. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you hope to see in season two? I know what I hope to see. Oh, I hope I don't steal your thunder, but I might. I want to see Jazz and Hillary. I want to see how they progress. You know, that storyline, it's it. It like messed with my mind because in yes. Fresh Prince, Jazz never gets Hillary. I think maybe one time they go on like a random date, you know, but the fact that maybe three episode three, three or four, they they kiss. Sorry, guys. I told you I was going to be spoilers. They kiss. Jazz and Hillary kiss. So I'm very interested to see how that relationship goes. I love the character. Um, I love Jazz because even in Fresh Prince, Jazz was great. But this character, he is very wise. He's very even kill. Um, He is a sounding board for will for hillary and i and i and i love that about about jazz in this so what i'm excited for um i'm excited for that as well so you didn't quite steal my thunder i'm also excited i want to know more about jeffrey like the way they set him up he is a mystery i mean the whole show was like like how did he know about the gangbanger in Philly trying to have it out for Will, like it, it blew my mind. Like secret agent Jeffrey is on the scene. Yes, the way they portrayed this Jeffrey, completely different than the Jeffrey in the in the Fresh Prince. Because Jeffrey in the Fresh Prince, you see him cooking every morning on t on like every morning for breakfast. Bel Air, Hillary's cooking. Jeffrey is a secret agent, y'all, and I can't wait. He could honestly have his own spinoff. 
and I would watch it. I would for sure watch it. So I'm oh, excited to see absolutely. to see Jeffrey, and I'm excited to see how much more black culture they bring in. Um, Aunt Viv to see her uh, her story uh, unravel. Also, you know, as we close, I, I I know I'm adding a lot more, but this this no, last one that's fine. I have more, so <laughs> we might need a part two. Um. When Aunt Viv went to interview to see if she got the the grant, the fact that they paid homage to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and had um, light skin Aunt Viv is what people call her. And they had um, the, the woman who plays Will's mom in the original Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I was like, oh, my goodness, this this was a perfect harmony. It, a- after that, it was like they can do no wrong. Best show on television <laughs> by far, by far, by far. I I can't wait to see the cameos. Like if you think about the Fresh Prince, there was many cameos. Quincy Jones, uh, Donald Trump was in the fresh, original Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Some at one episode, uh, you get you get football players, NBA stars. So I'm excited to see how they add that little uh, hint in in bel-air they've I mean, they already have with you know philly rappers and uh lou's dad or uh lou who plays uh will's dad um marlon wayans i was like what yeah like <laughs> let's talk about that like i've never seen you in a serious role yes you killed it killed it killed it oh there's so much we could talk about man we didn't even get into Ashley or Lisa. That, that's kind of like my heart wants to dig in right there. <laughs> I, I'm so excited to see how how Ashley develops now that she's come out and how they're going to portray her story um, as being uh, queer. Well, I don't know. I don't necessarily know if I like how they are, how they are, are careful with it because, you know, most shows that have uh, LGBT, LGBTQ plus communities, part of it. um, It's like, they've, they're already out. They are living that lifestyle, but I like how they are starting with Ashley, who is, um 12 years old 15 years old in the show 12 i think she's 12 and how they are just starting with her curiosity because mm-hmm. i think that's how it starts and there there are these feelings that she has and she's just curious about them and i love how she went to her sister about it like yeah i'm i'm yeah i'm excited to see how they develop that um, I will also say I'm nervous for how they're gonna portray Ashley um coming out and also being a part of the church. Y'all, no star stone was left unturned in this room. <laughs> they went through everything. No stone, like everything. All I know is they need to get like six or eight seasons out of this show. 
they honestly the way they are developing the characters and and for those of you who don't know um this show was immediately as soon as they they got the rights on peacock they were um awarded or offered 20 episodes so two seasons that never happens most most shows have a have a season one and then they see they were like no y'all get i get 20 episodes so they have 20 episodes to build characters instead of 10 and then 10 more it's like they have 20 so that's why i love this and i love how um you know in in the bel air podcast they talk about how all the directors and a lot of people in the rooms who are writing are black and have gone through these different experiences and and you i in will smith's book he talks about um during the fresh prince there were many episodes that were written for them by white people and what white people portray how black people would handle said situation so they would go in the reading rooms on mondays and be like yeah nah this ain't how this ain't how black people would do it like we're not going to say this and we definitely ain't going to eat this food at at this dinner you know yeah we didn't even get to the food on man yeah there's so much there's so much to unpack in this in bel-air so like i said if y'all haven't watched it what are you doing turn it off right now turn us off right now you need to don't yeah don't listen to us <laughs> yet yeah yet yet I, I, honestly if you listen this far we, we've spoiled it so sorry not sorry <laughs> but this seems like a good place to, to cut it hey guys stay tuned in we will do a part two um at some point of bel-air um the season one has ended so we got some time but we are so thankful uh for for you guys for you guys listening i think we have a friendship quiz coming up yes friendship quiz coming up right now all right conroy i failed the last one so we'll see how you do. tony i know i know everything about you oh really everything right, that, what is the one thing i'm most insecure about easy everybody knows that Tony, you are most insecure about, uh, well, I know what you're not most insecure about, which is uh, your house. You like your house. Um, you like your dog, your wife, kid. Um, you want real deep, like you want real deep on the, okay. Bro, um, I, I hate small talk. Come on now. <laughs> you know me. That's it? You're most insecure about small talk? Oh, no. I'm just saying that's why I went deep. Because oh, that's fair. That's I ain't got time for shallow stuff. All right. Well, easy. I was just kidding. You're most insecure about... Oh, gosh, Tony. I would say... <clears throat> I want to say cerebral palsy, but I feel like I feel like you have you once were. But I don't necessarily know if that is the case anymore because 
Ah, come on, Tony. All right, I'm going to say you're most insecure about cerebral palsy. You are not wrong. Um, <laughs> and to be more specific, I, I'm most insecure about my voice. Mm. See, I, I'm a better friend. I knew your, I knew your insecurities. I know your deepest, darkest things. Yeah, but you took way too long to answer that. Sometimes so, I just gotta, I gotta process out out loud. All right. Or you just gotta stall. <laughs> guys hey thank you for listening to our show authentically us now hey if you like the podcast do us a favor follow us on your favorite podcast app we'd also love for you to give us a rating and review check us out uh on whatever platform you listen to podcasts Check the show notes out for the links, books, podcasts, websites we mentioned. Until next time, be authentic in everything you do. See you next week.